Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL podcast. Uh, we are going to get into the NFC West here in a moment. Uh, but just a little favor. If any of you listening out there know of... Uh, sites or whoever hiring looking for writers that do what I do I am in the market so you know how to get in touch with me at Williamson NFL always looking for more work get my uh, name and recognition out there and get some articles out on the the internet that I've been doing for so long but let's talk about the NFC West draft classes we're going to wrap up this uh, series here with starting off with the Arizona Cardinals I guess the first, well, you know, the the bad part, the the worry with the Cardinals, and who knows if this was their plan or not, but they certainly didn't leave this draft with the quarterback of the future, you know, and they went, they since have signed Blaine Gabbert, not that that affects the quarterback of the future, but it's a very win now draft for them, and I don't know if that's by plan or what, but you know, if Pat Mahomes would have been there thirteen, would they have taken him, and this draft look entirely different? Possibly, but I love their first two guys. You know, Hassan Reddick with 13th pick and Buda Baker with an early second round pick is so Cardinal defense-esque in that they now have so many guys that do so many things. You know, Dion Buchanan, Tyron Matthew, you know, Baker is a slot corner slash safety, maybe an outside corner, blitzer, good near the line of scrimmage, good far from the line of scrimmage, just undersized. Reddick is a corner-turned pass edge pass rusher who I think is going to be used next to Buchanan as a pure inside linebacker, but they bring a ton of pressure from their inside linebackers. I also think you'll see him walk out on the edge at times and just come screaming off the edge with a you know a speed rush. He certainly has the ability to drop into coverage and cover you know, match up against running backs and tight ends. Highly, highly versatile Reddick and Baker, which is exactly what they want. They're a heavy blitz team that loves to play with as many defensive backs on the field as they possibly can. And they got guys that are going to be very fast on that side of the ball. Highly, highly versatile on that side of the ball, which I keep going back to. And should be quite good on that side of the ball, assuming Matthew comes back to the player we think he is. Um, I still think the second corner spot, though, is a big worry. And I don't think that's going to be Baker. I don't think that's going to be Matthew. That they're going to need Brandon Williams last year's, what, third-round pick to really step up in his second season. That was an area that opposing defenses could go after often you know I'm I'm fine when they you know their nickel packages and dime packages with Baker and Matthew and those guys all over the field but just their pure number two corner certainly worries me Um, the rest of defense looks quite stout you know and very versatile a lot of big plays I expect from this side of the ball 
The rest of the draft didn't do a whole lot for me, to be honest. Um, Chad Williams is a size, speed, wide receiver that they certainly need. They don't need him for this minute, but they really need to plan for the future as Larry's not going to be there much longer, I would think. Michael Floyd um, <coughs> is gone. He's now with the Vikings. Um, I still have very high hopes for John Brown. Speaking of Brown, the, the, the Cardinals have had very good success with small school-wide receivers. Um, I just thought this was really early for Williams. I wouldn't expect a lot from him this year, but we'll see. Uh, someone I would expect a lot from, and I saw a lot of a pit, is Dorian Johnson. Um, he had a, a couple of small medical things why he dropped a little bit. I mean, he was an early fourth-rounder. I thought he was more of a late second type of guy, mid second type of guy. I think he's a plug and play guard, exactly what they need. I think he's a you know a sixteen game starter if he's healthy in his rookie year. The rest of the draft didn't get a whole lot. Will Holden's a little bit of a project. Maybe he gets thrown into the fire considering the state of their offensive line. Um, T.J. Logan will probably get a shot. You know now that Ellington is a wide receiver. I guess we should have mentioned that too when we were talking about Chad Williams. So Ellington's in the mix at wide receiver. So Logan will maybe, uh, maybe could be the immediate backup to David Johnson, and Rudy Ford was their last guy. He's a safety. Um, again, I mean, there's some some worries here in terms of second corner quarterbacks of the future. I certainly don't think their long term receiver situation is set. The offensive line's a little worrisome, but I like those first two picks quite a bit, and, and I really like the uh, the Dorian Johnson pick. Support for this podcast comes from NetSuite. NetSuite lets you run your business from your phone, so you can see what's going on with your company in real time. Go to netsuite.com slash podcast to get your free guide and find out why NetSuite is the last business system you'll ever need. All right, the Rams. Didn't have first round pick, of course. That went for Jared Goff. And three of their first four picks were all on receivers. I'm going to give you the pros and cons of that real quick. The cons are, it seems like they do this every year. You know, like Tyler Higby, Pharaoh Cooper, Tameric Hemingway, um, who are some of these other ones. You know, it seems like their their roster is littered with these third and fourth round pick receiver types. And none of them are good enough to be difference makers. They kind of see the field. Is this more the same? Well, this isn't Jeff Fisher run the draft anymore, so let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I think that they look at Gerald Everett, and remember, this is you know going to be a Redskins-like offense you know that's going to do everything possible to cater to Jared Goff, who I think he has a chance to really resurrect his career this year. I have quiet optimism about Jared Goff, and I don't hear anyone else saying that. But I think they look at Gerald Everett and say, that is Jordan Reed. I think they look at Cooper Cup and they say, that's Jamison Crowder. Josh Reynolds certainly is not the same as Deshaun Jackson, but he's a long, linear, outside-the-numbers deep threat. So I think he'll play that position, play that role. He's you know He doesn't look like Deshaun Jackson when he walks in the room, but that's what these guys are trying to create. I mean, they're trying to create the Redskins. They put some resources into a bad offensive line. I think Gurley can take pressure off Goff for sure. I really do think we'll look back at Gurley's career and say last year was the worst year he's ever 
put out there. I think he's too good to show it, too good to give us what he gave us last year. And a lot of it's on him. So I think that's the thinking. Just because Rams of years past have done such a poor job of bringing in top receivers, you know, I think Woods is going to be Pierre Garçon. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe maybe Terrell Austin's going to be Deshaun Jackson. You know, but they have some options there. I don't think there is a number one receiver in the mix, that's for sure. But they didn't have a first-round pick, and I think they're trying to do everything possible to make um, Goff's life a little easier. And I think it will be much easier this year than it was a year ago. So I like those picks. John Johnson, a defensive back, a safety from BC, fits a need. All of a sudden, a one-strong secondary is now pretty depleted. Um, Tanzel Short is a nose tackle type. Um, I, I think he'll fit in well with the new scheme. They need some space eaters, considering they're going to more of a penetrating 3-4 type. Uh, Price is a screamer off the edge, a 3-4 outside linebacker. And so th- that's about it for this squad. Um, you know, first one pick. I mean, again, this goes back to uh, Jared Goff. I mean, if, if Goff hits, then all this is worth it. If the new coaching staff can get it out of Goff and implement a Redskins-like approach and get those kind of results, now you got something in, in L.A., I was about to say St. Louis. Um, but still, I mean, I I love Wade Phillips, but was that position, you know, was that scheme change a smart move for a guy like Aaron Donald or the front seven in general that's going to be asked to do different things? I have my doubts on that. All right, let's talk Niners draft. Obviously, it's getting a lot of buzz. It's the first one for the new regime. They're so smart. They moved from two to three, and they picked up all these other third-round picks and whatnot. That was a great move. Fine. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know that the Bears are stupid for doing that. Uh, I, I, You know, that insurance policy, if Trubisky hits, is great. But the Niners get their second guy on their board, Solomon Thomas, with the third pick, and pick up some peripheral picks in the meantime. Uh, one of which they used to move back into the first round to draft Reuben Foster. Now we're hearing Navarro Bowman could be on the trading block. Boy, he sounds like a patriot. I've been thinking about that since then. But um, I would put put Foster next to Bowman, let them learn together. I would not be in a hurry to move him. Foster has this shoulder situation. We'll see how available he is during his rookie season. But overall, I mean, those top two picks you have to like. Again, <coughs> this is... A defense that is mimicking the scheme that they play in Seattle. And I know they drafted Buckner last year in the top 10 and Armstead at 17 the year before. But that can't change your way of thinking here. And Thomas is a much different player than those guys. Those guys are 6'7", you know, long-armed, you know, taller guys. Thomas is a bowling ball power player. He's closer to Aaron Donald than he is to those guys. Um, but I think Thomas is going to be Michael Bennett. You know, I mean, on outs, you know, early downs, he can line up outside and does his best work in tight quarters, you know, as a three technique on the inside. So he'll be used all over the place. And maybe that'll eat into Armstead or Buckner's snaps. But the Patriots have always had that big defensive end, the Red Bryant type. They just drafted Malik Madow, who will get to a similar of those. So they have a role for those guys. They also brought in Earl Mitchell. He'll be their nose tackle type. So all of a sudden, you have some defensive linemen in San Francisco, which, you know, edge pass rush isn't great, that's for sure, but you have some defensive linemen. So for a team that needs everything, if your defensive line gets shored up this year, 
that's a nice, you know, a nice, nice one to put up on the wall and say, boy, that's huge. As well as the inside linebacker position, you know, Foster's obviously a massive steal at 31. And you and I did not see his medical or character uh, reports. I think it's more medical than character. Um, okay, you know, I mean, I, I like it. I mean, uh, there's a reason he fell, though. I mean, we, we don't mean San Francisco is not necessarily smarter than everybody else for grabbing him. I mean, there's legit concerns here about being able to stay on the field. If he does, uh, they certainly could have got two of the best five defensive players in this draft, though, which is a awesome building block, obviously, for, again, a team that needs everything. So I can't blame them. Um, Akello Witherspoon, I, I like this pick, too. He is a Seahawk defense or Seahawk corner all day long. Really long, you know, exactly what you think of. So he's certainly a scheme fit. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, These first three picks, all different levels of your defense, addressing your defense, influx of talent. I dig it. I wasn't big on the C.J. Beathard pick, but I understand it. Highly cerebral. You know, everyone knows who his grandfather was. Um, I don't think some seem to say he has a big arm. I I didn't think he did. I mean, I I think his arm's okay. Um, but I guess they were in love with this guy. You know, Shanahan has come out and said there was only one quarterback we really wanted in this draft, and it was Beathard. Is is this a, a Cody Kessler type pick where you you know that at worst he'll be your backup forever, and next year we'll draft our stud and if so, I mean, that's kind of what I've been thinking about it is if you use a, you know, a, a late or a, 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 what is this? It's a third, 104th pick on a quarterback that you think you can trust forever. That'll get the system that will always be a high floor, low ceiling guy. And yeah, you know, maybe more, but probably not. That's worth it. You know, in the meantime, as people, as you find your stud next year and he's learning the system, you know, he's your Cody Kessler, which, okay, I'm cool with that. A guy that I've been really talking up that I love the fit and where he fell is Joe Williams. And I think they love this guy. You know, suppose, everyone knows a story where he, supposedly he wasn't on their board because he quit his team. And then Shanahan got on the table and said, we have to take him. Shanahan mid-round running back you know, my ears perk up. Let's just say that. And he's got a lot more receiving ability. Still work in progress there, but he was a, he averaged 190 yards a game after he came back last year. I mean, this guy is highly talented. Um, It wouldn't shock me at all if he's the Niners leading rusher, if he's their feature back, if he's a combination sort of a foreman and Coleman, not quite the receivers of those guys. Um, You know, you get that Atlanta feel with this guy. And again, I mean, you're not hearing anything good about Hyde, who I like. And, you know, if I was the Eagles, I'd be on the phone for, for Hartless Hyde. George Kittle's a two-way tight end, a very good blocker. Um, remember, this is going to be a run-first offense. I would think that's where he comes into play. Trent Taylor's a pretty good little, little receiver. I would think he'll get a chance to play right away. Uh, I don't get too excited about the rest of the of this San Francisco draft. I think they did fine. I, I don't think they killed it. I mean, everyone wants to give them this unbelievably A-plus grade that they were the, you know, a phenomenal draft class. They got two potential stud defensive players, and that's great. But that's not without risk, you know, without Foster. I mean, uh, that's not a done deal. So that's where they're at.
Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. To talk about in this fantastic series of draft recapping is the Seattle Seahawks, who I think are going to be very good this year, by the way. Um, Malik McDowell traded down a couple times and still got Malik McDowell. It kind of reminds me of Nimdiche staying within the division a year ago. Crazy talented in a weak defensive tackle draft. Long body type, explosive. Boy, the effort's suspect, though. You know that. But you go to this culture, I think that's the ideal landing spot. I think they could get a lot out of him. I think he could be in a rotation and stay fresh if stamina is a problem for the guy. Um, you know, the, the pass rush is starting to age a little bit, and I think he could help that for sure. Uh, you put him next to Jerron Reed, a very different type of defensive tackle. And that could be a really good pairing for a long time. So I see the allure. I mean, I think a lot of people are like, how do you not draft tackle with the first pick? And, and honestly, I thought tackle and corner were their two biggest needs. But they took Posick in the second round. A center at LSU could also play guard. I think he could play tackle. Maybe a bump Britt back out to tackle. Who knows? I mean, he's kind of a movable piece in this offensive line puzzle. We'll see where he lands, where the starters land. But again, I mean, everyone talks about how Seattle has nothing invested in their offensive line. That's not true. I mean, they don't have a lot of money invested in it, but they used a first-round pick last year. They used a third-round pick last year. They used a two-fourths the year before. And they used a second on Britt the year before that. So they use early picks on offensive linemen. And contrary to popular belief, all these guys aren't defensive tackles turned offensive linemen or you know basketball players turned offensive linemen. So I think they're, you know, collectively this young group should take a small step forward. And Posick to me is a real you know, a real uh, safe pick. The versatility's huge. Justin Sr. is a six-round pick. is a pure attack. Well, maybe he's a guard, too. But uh, I've been, I was highly unimpressed with him, to be honest. But then we saw a run of defensive backs. You know, that I think they looked at it like, okay, we nailed that defensive lineman that could be a stud. We got a, we got a starting offensive lineman. We don't know where. But we want to keep a strength of strength with Shaq Griffin, Delano Hill, Tedrick Thompson, Michael Tyson, and Thompson's the one I'm most intrigued with. I think he goes to a great spot to learn from Earl Thomas. Or is the Earl Thomas, you know, uh, retirement talk? Is there any merit to that? But immediately becomes a big time backup. Obviously, you get a lot of special teams from this group. Delano Hill, I think, is more the Chancellor type. Thompson's a good player, and there were concerns with him off the field, but I mean, he. I think he's a real good fit here as a center fielder type. Shaq Griffin is a typical Seahawks long corner. Can't have too many. Certainly need to address that, especially if Sherman's not in the long-term plans. Um, So I I like what they did in the secondary. You you can't let that secondary get old and decrepit on you. I mean, it's not going to be around forever. Keep reinforcing it. Keep, you know, keep keeping a strength of strength. 
Nazir Jones is another talented defensive lineman. You know, all of a sudden they got a lot of these guys. I don't know exactly where he's going to fit in for snaps. But they probably looked at him and said, you know, this is, they, they, what, they had three third-round picks, or they had four third-round picks in two seconds. This is a bonus prize. When in doubt, draft a big big defensive lineman and you know, throw him in the system and see what you can get out of the guy. Okay, you know, I mean, I, I never am going to object to flooding your roster with quality defensive line talent. Uh, Amara Darbo, I think they look at him as a Jermaine Curse type, a wide receiver from Michigan. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, I was shocked he lasted this long, to be honest. I, you know, it was a, a, a very late third round pick. I thought he was more of a, an early third. I didn't think, you know, I wasn't doing cartwheels for the guy, but you know, third round receiver. So, I mean, these guys got two seconds and four thirds and a fourth. So they had seven picks in the top 111, you know, seven picks between 35 and 111. For a team that was still it was really good, and a lot of these are kind of luxury picks on defense and special teams, and hopefully you find a starter on the O line, bring back some guys, some you know a little healthier. Eddie Lacy's are on on board now. You know, next week I'm going to do a power rank, and I can guarantee you Seattle's going to be very high. So that's going to do it. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. Wish your mothers a happy Mother's Day, and I hope that goes well. Over and out. Progressive presents Mindfulness with Flow. You are a mighty fortress of supreme knowledge. Progressive Direct has not only revealed their rates, but those of their competitors. If you were any more in the know, you would be drowning in, you know, the know. Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates because knowledge is power. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.